Hello, and welcome to Hotivities. My name is Danny, and I will be your host along this journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the experience. We're back at you again with post-breakup with a significant other or whatever you want to define with whatever terms you like. (laughs) I'm here today with Allie. Say hi, Allie. Hello. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Yes, so we're going to be talking about Basically, so the definition of a breakup is the ending of a relationship with someone, um, and that can either be with, like, friends or boyfriends. So, as far as um, post-breakups go, there's just, like, so many variations, and they all are equally detrimental. The first one that we would like to talk about is the mutual one. So, basically, it's, like, when you both agree, y'all aren't compatible, and then we have the circumstantial one which is like sometimes like whenever you have long distance or there isn't enough time or you just have different priorities and that other person is just not included in them and then we have the ultimatum (laughs) you know if it's kind of like if you don't stop doing this i'm gonna end us you know like it's either me or it's them you know what i mean And I feel like this one specifically um, comes with a lot of immaturity. And then after the ultimatum, we have what someone said as to the reason why you guys are breaking up. When someone says something, it's usually hurtful words exchanged in a fight. And most of the time, this isn't going to be just like out of nowhere. You probably have a lot of pent up anger towards this person. And um, this was kind of just like the last uh straw kind of thing um also there's like they've been cheating which is like an oof moment and (laughs) also like the first love um it can be so hard honestly finding someone that you love for the first time and it can be so exciting and you fall so hard for them and you have such a strong emotional connection so honestly this would be the one i completely relate to I had a boyfriend for three years, and those three years spanned from when I was a junior in high school to a sophomore in college, and um, so I'd say, honestly, the worst part about this type of breakup is kind of like how the memories um, affect you. Like, constantly seeing things and um, pictures will pop up, like, oh, one year ago today, and honestly, that's the worst part, because you spent so much time with this person, and there was so much emotion behind it, and basically, when whenever me and my ex broke up, my mom told me that when you break up with someone, it's basically like you're having to grieve them, so whether this be like a friend, or this even be like a significant other, you're, you're having to grieve this person because they're no longer in your life. And that's honestly one of the hardest parts about breakups in general. There's also the blind side one, which, you know, I feel like you understand what that is. 
Um, and let's go into some of the causes. What do you say, Allie? So first we have emotional abuse. <laughs> you know, I feel like whenever you hear emotional abuse, you immediately think of um, somebody maybe calling you names or just like saying bad words to you, all of those kinds of things. But in my case, it was a different kind of emotional abuse in that he was, my ex was super controlling. Um, he always had something to say about my outfits. And at the time I was in high school, so I thought this was somewhat normal. Um, and like things like, oh my God, I can see your butt cheeks. So your butt cheeks are hanging out. Just stuff like that. And that's so I mean, not cool. Yeah. So I, not cool. I know. Like if someone tried to tell me that, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably backhand them if I'm being completely honest or just like, you know, break up with them. And that's yeah. what the topic is today. And that's exactly kind of where things started to, uh, go south is I started realizing once I got to college that. Things like that aren't normal, and you should be able to wear whatever you want and do whatever you want. And honestly, if your boyfriend says anything, it's not cool. Exactly. So not cool, honestly. Some other causes of breakups would be physical abuse, which is totally not cool. And if you're experiencing that, like seriously, tell someone. Um, Tell me. Um, If there's also like cheating or like affairs, I've definitely been on the recipient side of that and I can say it's definitely not fun having your trust broken in that way. Um, There's also discontent which is like something whenever you're with someone and it's like fun temporarily but it's not long-term fun they just like don't fulfill that that need that you have that you're looking for in someone else. Um, Another issue like would be like commitment issues and that's like uh, honestly like how do you feel about that Allie? So for commitment issues, you're probably thinking, well, if you're in a relationship, how can you have commitment issues? (laughs) But I mean, this spans like all relationships. We're talking friendships. We're talking like friends with benefits, all those kinds of things. And personally, the discontent in my past relationship was kind of when I, I got to college. And this is kind of a little, the thing that made me like, start to open up my eyes to I guess how unnormal and not normal our relationship was and this really really cute guy um sat by me in class and at the end of class he 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 was super nice to me the entire class and at the end of the class he asked for my snapchat and when I'm saying like super cute guy I'm talking like one of the most attractive guys I have ever seen and when he asked for my Snapchat, I was kind of like, wait, back it up. What? <laughs> like, what the heck? Honestly. Yes, because I feel like when you're in a relationship, you kind of start to lose yourself and you lose that feeling of, um, I guess, I guess feeling good about yourself because you're just so worried about the other person. So whenever he asked for my Snapchat, I guess the discontent kind of started to kick in and I was kind of like, Wait, there's a whole nother world out there. Honestly, me personally, I something that I do struggle with um, with literally all of my relationships uh, would be commitment issues. That's like the main thing that I have personally. I mean, I'm sure there are like other things, but um, 
honestly, with people who do have commitment issues, it's kind of like characterized as like you really want to be with someone and find someone that you like and that you love and like want to have a life with. But then at the same time, you have this like unexplained anxiety about things moving forward in a positive direction. Um, And sometimes things that can escalate commitment issues would be the, you know, those butterflies that you feel in your stomach whenever you get excited about something or you're with someone. And literally you attribute those butterflies to anxiety and then you think your brain thinks oh wait this is bad this is commitment no no right and um I'm not trying to give advice by any means on a professional level but that's definitely something that I feel like a lot of people should be talking through like with someone and like trying to like fix about themselves because I agree I'm I feel like I'm kind of on the opposite side where it's hard for me not to I guess see a future with someone because I'm like a very uh, straightforward person and very like I am math I am science it has to have rules and it (laughs) has to be played by the books and so in my head I'm kind of like well if I don't see a future with you why am I even hanging out with you no yeah totally. and so I kind of wish like I understood the opposite side of the Mm -hmm. spectrum because I think I'd probably get my feelings hurt a lot less. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, some more things, though, that I wanted to go over was, you know, difference in goals and values. And so, basically, that's, like, what you want your life to be like. Like, do you want children? Do you have expectations of what you want from a relationship or a friendship or anything like that? And so, I don't know. What do you think about that? This is totally make or break and I think one big thing about this is that in the beginning of any relationship any friendship you can kind of overlook these things because you're just having fun with that person so it it kind of you just kind of overlook it and then I feel like this is something more fundamental as you start getting to know the person that you know you realize like oh my gosh this person is completely opposite of me like in my case Uh, my ex would literally barely do his homework and I am trying to go to med school so I'd be studying all the time and it just became one of those things where it's like I'm going to be studying for the next six plus years and you can't even do your intro history (laughs) level yeah like that's definitely like a difference in like your goals and values because like you know you wanted to go to med school he's completely different exactly you know I totally feel that like I definitely see that you know there's like obviously the obvious which is being incompatible you know some personalities just don't mesh well you know like if I don't know I can't I can't personally speak on this um but this is like the stupidest thing ever but honestly it's kind of it it became more of an issue as our relationship went on but my ex um I like to kind of joke around and making fun of people not in a vicious way just kind of like poking fun like at people and I think that's kind of like a way that I guess maybe I flirt that way I'm not really sure but he, he would get so butthurt like so butthurt and I can remember one specific time it was him my ex um and then my brother and I and my ex slipped up 
and said something that just like sounded super duper funny like it came out wrong kind of thing and me and my brother or I guess my brother and I would we just started busting out laughing and he got so butthurt and like was genuinely upset and in that moment I realized that we may have a key personality difference that honestly I mean I can't tell him not to be upset about something that I find is funny and vice versa and so I guess in that moment I was just kind of like you know maybe are maybe we're a little incompatible in the in the personality department so we just went over some of the reasons why you would break up with someone or someone would break up with you a general breakup <laughs> and now we're gonna go into the aftermath and you know how do you feel now like what do you do now and honestly some of the feelings that i felt and i'm sure ali has too yes. is inadequacy feeling not good enough like a failure guilt and shame stress and anxiety loneliness but side note it can be good for personal growth um and also the occasional depression which i personally know quite a few things about these feelings right and after you end a relationship with someone you kind of just feel empty at least this is how i felt constantly i felt like i was kind of missing something little things like going and getting gas could send me into like kind of a depression because my ex used to pump my gas i'm not kidding when i say like i literally did not know which side my gas tank was on princess problems over here literally <laughs> I princess know, problems. i know i know and then also something that i definitely wanted to talk about um and i don't feel like this is like kind of a touchy subject um and it's not really talked about very much but yeah whenever someone is suicidal um after the breakup so after being with someone it can be really hard and whenever someone says that they're gonna kill themselves um this is a threat to you and they're wanting you to respond, pretty much. Um, however, you should never feel responsible for someone's death on your account um, in that perspective. Honestly, in, when someone's threatening suicide or anything like that, it is a big deal. So honestly, tell someone that you feel comfortable talking to, just maybe like their family members or something of that nature, just because you don't you want to feel like you've done all that you can and it's honestly not your responsibility because you're no longer with this person however um if you do go on google and look up um the suicide hotline that's something you can definitely um refer to or have them refer to um i can definitely put that in the comments but something else we're going to move on to coping um which these are helpful techniques that i have learned ali has learned yes. um and it's basically some of them would be um, discussing what happened and considering reasons why it happened. I feel like that's a really prime thing to do whenever you first break up with someone or someone breaks up with you, you break up. Also another would be a reflection of sense of self. You definitely need to regain that sis, <laughs> honestly. Yes, I honestly was so insecure because I had just spent three years focused on this relationship with a guy and 
focus on ourselves in the relationship, not separate from the relationship. And honestly, it's so important that you get back into the kind of like the swing of things. Um, some things you could do that honestly helped me so much was just to get dressed up, put makeup on, curl your hair, go out with your friends. Yes, I mean, uh, that is literally. one of the best ways to just kind of like forget about it. Obviously, things are still going to they're still gonna hurt but distracting yourself and maybe taking some hot pics and maybe maybe just maybe make a tinder just for a confidence boost but you do need to be careful with this one because it can make you um miss your ex if you do go in too soon so be careful with that one for sure there's always a lot of questionable guys that i find on tinder yeah oh yeah oh yes like what's my location can i change it Uh, no Oh. You can't. Unless, oh, I think, so actually, lame. you have to pay to change. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Which nobody does. <laughs> I actually don't have a Tinder. I recently deleted it. Are you serious? Yeah, I did. Oh. But another um, coping technique is one that I personally love. It's called self-care. I'm sure you've heard of it. <laughs> and if you haven't, um, it's just something that you do to benefit yourself. And sometimes self-care is not always fun. For example, if you need to go like work out, working out can be hella painful, honestly, but it's the gains that you want to get. And so having that mindset that self-care isn't always fun, um, what you need to do for yourself is not always going to be easy or fun, but in the long run, it's what's good for you. And some things that I personally like to do would be like eating well, exercising, and investing extra time in a hobby or a new interest. Also, social life. You mentioned that earlier. That definitely helps. And developing a routine, something that you do every day that just gets you back into the swing of things. You know what I mean? Right, because you just spent time with this person and maybe you kind of developed a routine around them, whether it's even a friend. You and your friend would go grab coffee or you go do whatever and now this person's suddenly not in your life so you need to come up with a routine that's kind of going to fill that void and this is kind of like your new your new life i guess without them and that's okay and honestly it's okay to have different feelings than your partner or ex-partner right it's okay to have to be sad and you just got to give yourself a break sometimes it's okay to be sad at night or during the day or whenever you want to be sad that's okay yes but at the end of the day you have to realize you have to pick yourself back up put together the parts again and get on with your life i know that sounds a little bit harsh but really it's it's true it really is true honestly yeah life doesn't stop and you just gotta push forward and figure out a way to kind of make it work. We're not really trying to make this sound like a motivational speech <laughs> right now. If I'm it's being kind honest, of coming off that way, but I know. But whatever. honestly, these are kind of the things that I, if you had told me whenever Brady and I, my ex and I broke up, <laughs> censor that. Yeah, uh, I would have. I would have. I would have. I guess understood and maybe like thought about it a little more. And sometimes, like, I personally, I know these things. Like, I know I need to, like, take care of myself and, you know, get on with my life. But at the same time, I find myself doing those things that are not what I should be doing. Like, what not to do. And basically, some of those things would be, like, the on-again, off-again, you know? Continuing to have sex or hang out. 
And you know, this might be fun and it might relieve some of those feelings, but it's really not healthy. I'm telling you from a first person perspective, it's not healthy for you. I promise, like don't make that late night booty call to your ex or respond if they send you that booty call text. (laughs) I'm serious, like it might sound fun, but I really don't think that is your best bet on recuperating from a breakup. Yeah, and it's going to be tempting because you're just so hurt and you're feeling a lot in this moment and it seems like hanging out with them one more time could just get you that closure, especially if you didn't get any closure. It's kind of like putting a band-aid over a huge wound that needs like stitches or something (laughs) you need to go to the emergency room you need a blood transfusion (laughs) you need the whole shipping you need like five rounds of antibiotics (laughs) to make sure i mean so long story short yes it may feel good in the moment and it may feel right in the moment but you're only prolonging you're not suffering but you're i guess your pain and you're just kind of dragging out this like healing process that inevitably has to take place. So just kind of think about that the next time you get tempted to do one of those things. I need to remember that. I need to write that down <laughs> on a sticky Look, note, yeah, place it on my mirror. Um, also, talking about the healing process, um, something that I know a lot of people like to do, I sometimes like to do, would be like partying hard after a breakup. Yeah. You know, alcohol and drugs, It's it might sound like it's really going to fix it, like it's going to be like that band-aid over that gaping wound, but it's, right. it's really not. And I'm not trying to be like, don't do this, shame on you. I'm just saying if you're like looking to fix something about yourself, um, post breakup, it could be years later, it could be months later, it could be a week later, it could literally be the day after you break up. Try to just not go out for the main reason of trying to get over your ex. I'm not saying not to go out and party and have friends with your or have fun with your friends. Right. I'm just saying don't do that in a way to get over your ex. And also, I know with everything that's going on, that's not really an option right now. However, there is still, like, <laughs> for all the alcoholics out there drinking at home alone or yes. being out with friends at your house, you know. Yes. You want to try to avoid this as much as possible. Just because, again, I feel like it does kind of drag out the healing process. It definitely does. You're kind of still just putting a little Band-Aid over something. You're just putting salt in the wound. Like, you want to drink to have fun with your friends. Exactly. And you want to drink to just kind of, like, let loose and have fun. Not because you are so upset about Mm. this breakup that you just want to black out and forget yeah no facts honestly and something else um would be like don't assign that guilt or blame that just leaves room for anger being able to like blame people and like go on with that and also i just want to add a little another side note would be like impulsive decisions so as in rebounds can i get a drum roll rebounds here we go it can be fun but yet again as all the coping mechanisms are it's not the end in the answer it's not the answer in the end (laughs) am i speaking (laughs) that's funny okay so personally i do think rebounds can be okay in certain circumstances okay elaborate in my case i was the one who broke up with my ex so I felt like I kind of I don't know I could handle a rebound 
in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he like totally dumped me, I don't think I would. It would have been a good idea. But personally, my rebound actually just like kind of solidified that I shouldn't be with my ex just because of how much fun I had with him. Um, I realized that it, I wasn't, I guess, laughing as much and having as much fun with my ex in the relationship and my 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 rebound showed me that I like funny guys and that kind of thing um so definitely rebounds can are circumstantial now don't get me wrong I know that in relationships everything is not always supposed to be like rainbows and butterflies and I know that there is going to be some bad but I feel like my rebound kind of showed me a I guess a personality trait that I actually find really important in um, guys. And so looking forward, this is a trait that like I still look for today when I'm looking at guys and what I want in a partner. I'm definitely not saying that I've never done it before because I definitely have lots of times. I've actually done all of these coping mechanisms <laughs> lots of times. And that's why I'm here to tell you. That's why I'm saying they don't work is because... I have tried them all many times, like I said. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I think another thing that kind of goes along with me having a, not, I wouldn't say success rebound because it definitely wasn't a success. We don't talk anymore. And things ended and went up bursting in flames. (laughs) So it's definitely, um, I wouldn't say a success. So I bet you're wondering why we're telling you all this. Um, And I personally want everyone who's listening to this to eventually move on and be okay with everything that's going on in their lives. And that's honestly a goal that I think that you should have is to move on and be okay and to grow and learn from the experience. As I said earlier, life just keeps moving. It doesn't stop for anyone. And so we have to just keep learning, keep growing. We're going to have new relationships with new people, new friends, and honestly, it's going on a year now that my ex and I have been broken up, and something that I feel like I've learned that's really important to the person I am today is that not every relationship and every new person that you meet has to turn into something. I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that if you go on a date with a guy, you are kind of pressured to like this person and to want to keep to get, keep getting to know them and stuff like that. And I feel like personally, I put a lot of pressure on myself in the same way that I feel like I am pressured to continue something with this person. And I've learned that you literally owe nobody anything like you no, yeah, you know what Honestly, I mean yes I definitely know what you mean like you do not owe anything to anyone and it's okay to just call it a day with someone and move on because you're gonna meet new people and maybe things won't work out maybe they will but it's it's definitely okay so you definitely have to look at the big picture in that what you're talking about you have to take a step back and look at things and say like did you contribute to the problem like you know what can you do to make your next encounter or experience with someone better you know what I mean you have to grow from that you have to learn and like also maybe ask yourself do you tend to repeat the same mistakes or do you go for people who treat you in the same bad way or in the same good way you know you 
I personally, with every failed pursuit with someone that I have, I learn more about myself and more what I want from my future partner. And you should definitely accept people as they are and not as they could or should be. This is something that we should put asterisks by, you know, like some little like metaphorical asterisks. I'm putting there, highlighting yes. it, putting it star, in bold. Double star. Because people are going to change if they want to change. They're going to change for themselves and they're not going to change for you. Yes, I I know there might be like little things that someone might do, like maybe doing their laundry more, cleaning up after themselves a little bit more to make, you know, their living space a little bit more habitable for yourself. But you should not try to change someone or expect that they're going to be someone that they're not because people are who they are and they're not going to change just according to what you want. And I know that's kind of like a hard thing. So take that with a grain of salt, but that's definitely something we should definitely live by. Yeah. Anyways, that's all we have for today. And I just want to thank you so much, Allie, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure getting to talk to you. Yes, I've had so much fun doing this with you, honestly. And thank you so much for your time. I hope you found this podcast useful. And if not... I'm sorry, but (laughs) please subscribe and join me next week where we will be bringing you fresh, juicy content. Also, it would be so amazing to hear from you, so don't forget to leave a review, and I'll catch you next week with Ho-Tivities!